Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today. We have Corey Brewer, NBA vet of the Sacramento Kings, and yes, you know him from the back-to-back championship days of the Florida Gators. It's an awesome one. We talk some hoops, so buckle up. Tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History final. Tie game. Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Bases loaded. Two out. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. So 259 coming hot at you guys. Then so 258. And on the show, you'll hear Nikki Snacks, Karida, and Alex Toss Me the Rock to Sopless. In, I know it's part of the intro toss, and Toss is with me here now for the intro. The What's up? <laughs> I, know it's, uh, I know it's just part of the, the jingle to say coming hot at you guys. I don't know if a show will ever come hotter than Bill Walton Unleashed, but this... Is a great. Is this is great, great, but different? <laughs> yeah, all of the all of the basketball talk that we didn't get in the Bill Walton <laughs> episode, we get in this episode. It was great hoops talk yeah, um, with Corey. So amazing, really, really awesome. Um, yeah. that we got him on the show. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's there's much else we need to say. I mean, he's a he's a wily NBA veteran. He's in the bubble right now. Mm-hmm. He's he's with the Kings, who are trying to close the gap and make the playoffs in the Western Conference. Yeah, it's a really fun one. It's a fun one, and he gets into the like we said in the introduction, some Florida basketball talk, which is yeah. one of my favorite teams, yeah, to have ever watched. And most people's honestly, even though they fan of hoops, even though they took down your Buckeyes as even, we as we discussed. I wasn't even like that mad. Like I was mad, you know, I was a little kid. But looking back on it, I mean, that team was good. Like yeah, as far as college awesome. basketball teams go, it has to be considered one of the best. And I feel like it's not, which is crazy. But Corey gets into it. So without further Freddy ado, here we go. Our interview with Corey Brewer. You heard it in the introduction, guys. We have Sacramento Kings forward Corey Brewer. He is an NBA vet. You know him from probably the greatest college basketball team of the yeah yes sir of the two of the twenty first century, honestly. And he's the king. Listen, I have like a small bone to pick with you because I love your I've, your game is so fun. But I wish you you always continued to rock the sleeves under the jersey. That was the coolest. That was the coolest look ever, dude. You you had that. It was so money. 
I wish, man. They they won't let you do it in the NBA. You can't wear sleeves under your uniform because I would have definitely still been rocking it. Uh, dude, I know, man. That that whole Florida team had that thing going. Uh, but you're now you're a vet with the Kings. Uh, great for you for signing with them. Pumped to see you out there, man. And just give us the lowdown. What the hell is going on? We see you're in your bed lounging, which we, we told you before the show that this is a first, that we're having the first ever Charity Stripe interview in 250-plus shows from bed, which is awesome. So give us the lowdown on what's going on in Orlando. How's the vibe for you? You guys having fun getting acclimated down there? Man, it's, it's not too bad. You know, when you first get here, you have to stay in your room for two days without leaving. But once you're able to leave the room, it's not bad. You know, you see a lot of the guys from other teams. Um, they got a players lounge for us. Um, we can go bowling. We can go fishing. We can go golfing. So it's tough to do. It's 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 not that bad. Um, and we get to play basketball. You know, we work out. We get to hoop. That's what it's all about right now. Yeah, plus fishing and the golfing. And are you? Are they letting you go yeah, on a rides? vacation resort? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's Disney. Are they letting you go? On, are they letting <laughs> you guys go on rides at all? Or is that not no dice? I think um, eventually we're going to be able to go, like, they're going to set up a time for us to go over there and ride a couple of things. So that'll be, that'll definitely be fun. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would be ripping Splash Mountain on a continuous spiral. All, all <laughs> Dude, that's like the best ride there. Honestly, all day. Hey, are you, did you grow up fishing? Yeah, I used to go fishing when I was a kid, for sure. I'm from Tennessee. Tennessee, so. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, by the way, I, obviously the listeners can't, they can't see us, but I'm, I'm rocking my LSU hat. Just as a just to just to show support, my mom went there, but it's only because I'm I'm wearing this Dallas Mavericks final shirt. So I've got like oh. I've got one in support of you, one against you. Uh, Dallas got massive Mavs fan, so I know how oh, how special that moment was in, in 2011. I'm sure it was way more special for you than it was for me. But for me, it's like the greatest thing that ever happened. <laughs> man, that was amazing, man. Um, been in Dallas for that that time to win the championship was crazy, and Dirk was amazing. Just everybody on that team, just it was it was time of my life right there. Yeah, I mean, you've got to play around so many great players. You know, you've been on some really cool teams. You've seen a lot of great guys. Obviously, you got to play with Horford from a young age, and he's kind of turned into a potentially Hall of Fame career. You got to play with Toss's boy Dirk, uh, who honestly, we jokingly said that when we get when we each get buried, we'll be buried in our favorite players' jerseys. And, to- and Toss's is Dirk, and his his sister was like, "That's a little too morbid to have on the show," but we we're like, "Screw it, <laughs> let's just rip it." Um, you have some cool young guys that are in the Kings now. Uh, sp- specifically, De'Aaron Fox is a big guy we're a fan of. Can you speak to his game comparatively to what you've seen with some of these greats? Is he on the way? Is the hype real with De'Aaron? Oh, for sure. The hype's real, man. Um, he's probably the fastest player I ever played with, um, him and Russell. both of them, They're both so fast, and he's just so athletic and explosive, and he's only getting better. And I just watch him work every day. Like he's working on his shot. Once he, once he starts making that consistently, he's going to be unstoppable, I think. I feel mm-hmm. like he's going to be a, He's gonna be a superstar for now into a long time. He's definitely one of the more fun players to play with in 2K. I'll tell you that. That oh, speed yeah. on there. <laughs> He's so fast, man. It's, it's crazy. I think uh, sometimes I don't think he realizes how fast he is. Yeah. And yeah. He. I mean, we watch him. It, it feels like he's obviously up and down the court so fast, but he's he's in control. I mean, he's got he's got such great footwork, and he's such a great he's a dynamic finisher around the rim, like yourself. I mean, you've been known to throw down here and there. Yeah, you oh, yeah. baptized Derek Fisher one time. 
I'm I'm surprised Derek Fisher ever came back to basketball after that. That was that was two levels of embarrassment <laughs> deep. Um, the, what's it been like to kind of get acclimated to this Kings team and you know be that veteran presence? Are there certain guys you're working with? Because it's a young team. Like it's it, there's a lot of potential on that team. It's a young young coach as well. So what's like the vibe like with Luke Walton? We by the way, you're the, our previous guest we just had on was Bill Walton, his father. I don't know if you've had yeah exactly. I don't know if you ever had the pleasure of meeting him, but that is a that is a train that you that is a one stop train to to wild um, to say the least. Um, but what's it like having such a young coach now? Um, the guy you've played against and before, kind of having being at the helm in that team and having these young guys that now you're the mentor for. Um, it's, it's fun, man. Luke's great. Um, I played with him when I was with the Lakers. Yeah. Um, so I, I already know, I know what kind of guy he is and, um, he's great, man. He's, um, very positive and he knows the X and O's and I feel like, um, he, he's getting better each day also, you know, the young guys are getting better. He's getting better. And, um, you know, on this team, we got a lot of young guys, like you said, like, I just, I give up, I give them all advice, man. Like I love Harry Giles. Um, he's gonna he's gonna be really good, man. He he's underrated, but then you have a guy like Marvin Bagley. You know, he just got injured, but he's gonna be special. He's a, so yeah, athletic. He it's it's amazing how talented he is. I think he doesn't understand how good he can be, and once he he's gonna take the next step. When he takes that next step, he's gonna be it's gonna be special with him and Darren together. It's um so the Kings have a they have a very bright future. Yeah, he has sure. one of the. I was just going to say, no, well, one thing that's cool is that they're both lefties, not many teams that, you know, the one, two punches, two left-handers. But I think I'm interested in knowing, like, when you came to the T-Wolves, was there someone who was that kind of mentor for you for those for those first few years? Yeah, when I first got there, um, they ended up making some trades and stuff, and then Greg Bugner ended up coming, him and Brian Cardinal, and they both, both were older. Both maps, both former maps, love it. yeah. Like um, and I ended up playing with Brian. He was on, on right. the World Championship team. So, and they both were great. Like Ron Cardinal, he made a living just doing all the dirty work. And, you know, they call him the custodian. He's um, a very good, good guy. And he basically, you know, being around him, being around Greg Bugner, who's just the ultimate veteran guy, and also Calvin Boots was there. Um, all these older guys, they were older guys, but for me, it's been a young guy just learning from them, talking to them, and. Basically, they were teaching me how how do you last. There, it's more about like not what you're about to do. How do you last in the NBA? Because a lot of guys that come have one or two good years, then they're gone. Like, how can you last and get the most out of your career? And I think they help me with it. And that's why I try to just tell these young guys all the little things, like how to take care of their bodies, like what you got to do. You got to work. You got to be able to do different things. You can't be a one-dimensional guy. And you know, I just try to help these guys like they help me. How much has that changed from when you were at Florida? Obviously, like, you know, a, a massive university with with great athletic program. How much has that changed from the locker room, from the training, like how much you need to take care of your body, how often you need to put your body first from mid-2000s until now where, you know, that's a thing that everyone's talking about all the time, where 10 years ago it, it wasn't necessarily on the top of everyone's mind. Yeah, now um... – with all this new stuff, new technology, and uh, the new medicines, just the new—it's it's something new every day. I feel yeah, like, right. Um, yeah. In, in the yeah. medical field, so like, and these teams are trying everything to keep these guys healthy as they can. So it's—it's it's like night and day. When I first came into now, they have so much stuff to help you keep keep your body like the way it should be. It's—it's it's great for these young guys, and it's only gonna get better. 
I think the NBA has a, done a wonderful job, as, like health wise, but also like just like all the economic stuff. Did they have that in place when you first came into the league? Just like financial advisors, guys to make sure people keep everything straight like that, because the, it's just been such an you know exponential growth. With like guys don't make mistakes in the NBA anymore. Like and, you know, like there's athletes. It's just like a viable. It's like a position where you find yourself with like your young guy with a lot of money, and everybody wants a piece of you. I'm sure you were in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Everyone from your middle school is like, "Hey, Corey, what's up, dude? I'm in Minnesota for the weekend. You got me with the entire, you know, eight clan family. Like, it, you know, it's trying to get a piece. Um, but they've done such a good job. You know, you even in the NFL too. Is there is there is that different from when you were there? Yeah, when I first came in, that's when they they were just starting to put yeah. all these protocols in because they wanted to help guys. And I feel like now they have all the advisors. Um, if you need help, like you can. Anything you need, NBA, they, they help you with, which is great. And I feel like it's like the best league because whatever a player needs, they're gonna get it for you or they're gonna they're gonna figure out a way to help you be successful. Mm-hmm. It's just unless you don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> but if you wanna be successful, you're gonna be successful because the NBA puts a lot of great protocols in place and they put a lot of great people around you. Yeah. I, I, I totally... what about what about kind of the options that some players have? Um, that weren't necessarily there before, like like last year, you, you spent the year as a free agent. What, were the, was there ever a time where you were like, I could go overseas and play and, and make money playing? Like, that's a viable option now. So what, what was in that decision-making process to stay in the States and, and go after another job in the league? It, it could, I could have went overseas. You know, I had some, some opportunities. But for me personally, I got a family. I got kids. Um, yeah. I'm much rather I'm older. I played a long time, man. I'm yeah. much rather see if I can see if I can get another job. And I, I don't mind betting on myself. So it's fine. I know if I get on the team, I'm gonna I'll make the most out of my moment. Um, most out of my opportunity. I mean. So I was just waiting on a ten day. So last year I got a ten day and I ended up going to Philly, had two ten days, came to Sacramento, had two ten days, and I ended up signing for the rest of the year. So it, it all worked out. And then this year I was same thing. I was just waiting, and then the p- pandemic hit, so it was kind of tough. But then I ended up getting a job, so which is yeah, kind of. There was a lot of guys. You, Jay yeah. Crossover, Jr. Smith, a lot of you know good savvy vets who can help out. There are a lot of you know guys available. Do you got you talk to them at all? In that sense, is there? A um, yeah. I seen Jr. We had actually worked out in L.A. one time. We were working out. Um, yeah, it was just guys. We were like, we knew we could help the team. It's just waiting for opportunity. I think teams are trying to figure out what they have to do, and they all everybody wants to try young guys, try young guys. Right. right. And then they end up realizing that you you have a lot of young guys, but you also need a veteran. You have yeah. you have to have veterans for for it to work. Like even if it's a guy a guy that can play whenever you need him. Like if I don't play every day, I know if, if you call my number, you know what you're gonna get out of me. You know I'm gonna go out there and make the right plays. And also, I'm, I'm gonna be able to talk to these guys. Like when I'm watching the game, I can tell a guy if he comes to the bench, like I've seen this, I've seen that, and I feel like that helps. It goes a long way, especially with a young kid. Especially yeah. in a situation in the bubble where you know you're talking to these guys and spending so much time with them more than ever that this is you know really pivotal time to learn from vets, and that's why you see these teams like bringing in Jamal Crawford and yourself and Jared Smith, like we just mentioned. Yeah, and sure. well, there's there's also the you know they look at your body of work, they see that you dropped a fifty piece on a team too, and they're like, <laughs> if he can do that, who knows? 
That is that's, that's such a cool stat. I mean, that you dropped 51, six steals, and only three other players in NBA history have done it. Rick Barry, Allen Iverson, and MJ, which is a pretty good company to be in. Pretty good company, for sure. That's more, pretty impressive. That's, that's way more than pretty good company. Yeah, that that that's that's the company, dude. That's the that's that's the squad. If they text your phone, hey, what are you doing at at eleven thirty p.m.? You're like, whatever you're doing, I'm in. Like that 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 that's the crew you're rolling. We gotta out set with. you guys up with the group text. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be crazy. If we what? pull that off, oh my God, I, I'll throw me in there for two seconds and kick me out. Honestly, um, but, but is that is that like a is that a tough thing to do? Like you you get into the league in in high school most of you guys are dropping 25 plus a game. Like it's just, it's easy out there. I mean, I played high school basketball. I had guys drop 30 on me and I was like, I played against Justice Winslow when I was growing up. And, and you know, you can just, you recognize it. Like I'm playing in the game. I'm like, that guy's going to the league. Like I can tell. Um, so what's that like kind of being the guy, being being the alpha in high school and, and continuing that into college and then transitioning into the NBA where you have to, you have to find your, your path and fit your role. I mean, it becomes, comes so much about knowing your role and how you can best service the team, right? I mean, a team like the Mavericks in 2011 is, is a prime example of that. Like, everyone kind of fit their own role. It wasn't a super team. You guys took down the super team. So talk a little bit about that kind of mental uh, adjustment you have to make. Oh, uh, it's definitely an adjustment. Um, I always tell um, people, like, they're always like, this guy's a bust, this guy's, this guy's that. I really don't believe in guys being a bust. I, I believe in situations because – it just depends what situation you go in. And some guys go in situations where they're not the man anymore and they can't adjust. And then some guys get in the right situation and they are the man and they're able to develop and, you know, they become all-stars. Or it's guys you don't expect to be an all-star, he becomes an all-star because he's in a great, great position. It's a good opportunity. So for me, it was like, I thought I was going to play with KG. Like, to be honest, when I got drafted, like my whole thing, wow, I get to play with KG. I get, I get to learn from Kevin Garnett. Like, you know, the way he plays, I play the same way, like so intense, always yeah. playing hard. And then two weeks later, he gets traded. And then they brought in a bunch of young guys. So my rookie year, it was hard. Like, it was hard for me my rookie year because, like, I had, like, Greg Bugney and Brian Cardinal to keep me sane. But, like, I had a bunch of young guys that were, were out there, like Rashad McCants, Randy Foy, Gerald Green, um, Ryan Gomes, Sebastian Telfer. We're all the same age. Like, right, so, right. And then Al, and Al Jefferson, they paid Al Jefferson $65 million as soon as, like, they made the trade for KG. And it was like, so this is Al's team. Like, we're going to be a post-up team. And and I was like, oh, man, like, a post-up <laughs> team. Like, I'm used to playing. You're like, I want to run. I want to run. I want to yeah, get out like, on the that, break. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. I'm like, I'm not the seventh pick because I threw the ball in the post and, like, moved around. Like, we – ran like crazy and we cut right. and my big screen college was amazing with the ball. So like Al and Joaquin both would push it and the break. They could, they could do so much stuff. And so it was a big adjustment adjustment for me just to curl off a big, throw it in and just stand around. And I, I struggled my first two years. I struggled with that. Um, and then I realized I just had to figure out how I could, how I could make something happen and be productive. And my thing was playing hard and just getting a lot of easy baskets. And that's why I've lasted so long. But some guys can't figure that out. And that's the biggest adjustment. You have to figure out where do you fit? 
in this league. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of guys we've seen like make the adjustment of you, you become valuable even if you get older, if you can knock down the three and yeah, if you sure. can, and if you, if you're a versatile defender, you can defend multiple positions. And I think that second one you've got down to a T. I mean, like that's been your, I feel like your defense has been your bread and butter for your extent in the league, which is, which is really cool. Cause I think it's a lost art sometimes with, you know. Oh, for sure. It's a, it's a, well, you, you did a stint. No, you did a stint in Houston, not to rag yeah, on your yeah, boys, you know. but you know how it, you know how it's done. They were like, there. "Hey, Corey, defend everyone for us. We're gonna shoot some threes." <laughs> yeah, Corey. <laughs> yeah, if you um, you can defend, you can keep a job. So I feel like that's why I've kept a job, and I I can guard a lot of guys. So if you can guard most positions, especially in today's game, it's all like a lot of times there's five smalls out there. It's it's crazy the way the game is evolving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Den- I, did you see what Denver did yesterday? They ran five bigs. Are you watching that? Like, Wait. what the hell is going on in basketball? I was watching it like this. I thought it was cool because if you look at those bigs, they're all so skilled. Athletic. Like, they're oh, all man. skilled. Like, athletic. It's crazy. Like, Jokic can pass, shoot. He can do everything. Yeah. Bola Bowl is going to be special, man. He's like seven yeah. two point guard, two guard out there. He's He's going to be good. Like, Paul Millsap can put it on the floor, can shoot it. So, they, like, it looks crazy, but, like, it was kind of cool. No, yeah, yeah dude. Like, the Monstars. It was literally <laughs> the Monstars. Dude, that's great. Jeremiah Grant was, like, the smallest guy on the court. I was like, dude, he's, like, uh, six. Yeah. I'm like, he's 6'9". Six, six, yeah, he's like six, yeah. Yeah. He's huge. No, it was Paul. Paul was the smallest guy. Paul's actually, like, 6'7". He's, like, not that – he's not that tall. A lot of people – I think he plays bigger than – and he actually is. I, yeah. I mean, you bring up obviously you played. Everyone knows, but you played with Horford and Noah on Florida, and like you forget how good of passers those guys are. Being a big yeah. man who can pass is almost a necessity now. Where a guy yeah. like you become so much more valuable if you can. A guy like Jokic, who who you know catches someone on the weak side when he gets doubled, like it's it's huge. Yeah, that's a big thing now. Like skilled bigs, they're like everybody wants a skilled big. Yeah. If you have a skilled big, your team is that much better. So that's why Denver is like they're getting better and better each year because Jokic is freaking amazing. I think Dallas is going to be really good with man with Luca and KP. I think KP is like he hasn't even like touched the surface of how good he can be. No, the and injury, like, the injury now, set him back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now he's healthy and he's young. They're they're young. Mm-hmm. So I think Dallas is going to Dallas and Denver are two teams like. They're gonna get. They're gonna be good in Sacramento. Also, those these young guys. Yeah, so I, in, I just like five need, years from now, it's gonna be crazy. I need Bagley to get healthy. That's like the kicker for me for the Kings. I mean, he his him coming out of high school, even before he reclassified and went to Duke. I think that's like when we around when we first started the podcast. Even maybe like a little. Maybe I was. We were still in college at that point, honestly. And he was in high school, and I'm like, "Yo, this junior is off the chain, good." And you know, like obviously, it's just him dunking on guys that are way less skilled. That's a lot of what high school mixtapes are, <laughs> unless you're Kyrie Irving and John Wall just snatching ankles. But he really is like a special guy on paper. How does Buddy fit into the situation? Do you what? What do you see in Buddy's game that can really take him to the next level of All Star? Because I think Bagley honestly has it. He just has to stay healthy. But we watched. He, we were all UT guys. We all went to the University of Texas. Um, and yeah, so Buddy broke our hearts a couple of times. Snap, oh, Buddy cr- crashed our hearts. Buddy, Buddy's really good, man. It's just they ha- they all have to figure out how they can fit together. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like 
like they have to grow and develop together because Buddy's already special. Buddy is what he is. Buddy's uh, can score better. He's probably one of the best scorers in the NBA right now. It's just he has to learn to fit with those with those two young guys. Right. Like in my mind, he has to learn how to. You have to make those guys better. You can shoot so good. The way Buddy can shoot, he should make Marvin so good. Marvin sets the screen, and Buddy comes off. One of them should get a lot of the shot because, yeah. or, or it should be a switch, and then they should just punish the big or the guard. And once they learn that and just little things like that, Buddy's gonna really help those guys too, just because he can shoot it so well. And yeah. He's gonna space. There's gonna be so much space for him. Yeah, you look at him. You're like, the way like Clay just molded into the Warriors team. Yeah, and... like Buddy needs to look at Clay. To be honest, like he needs to look at a guy like Clay. Yeah, just. Unbelievable! You, he can get going anytime. Well, it's, I, I think it just goes. Sorry, Nick. I gotta ask. You say the guys are in the bubble, and they're you said there's a players lounge. So you're you're seeing guys from other teams, right? Yeah, we see guys from other teams. So, so I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, I yeah. So I mean, like, do you think some of these younger guys like ever go after you know some of the guys who are currently in the league? Like, hey, like you want to chat? You know, talk about game, take some tips. Now that they're all so close together, I mean, is that a thing? You think? Um, I, I think it could be, but. I'm not sure. You know, yeah. it gets competitive. It gets competitive. Yeah, no, I feel it. I feel. Yo, yo, Bron, can you uh, can you work can you work my post game, yeah. my past game? <laughs> I don't know if guys are being that cool now. I don't know. It's it, it's a different style right now. I mean, in the bubble, I mean, I'm sure you guys are having a ton of fun. I mean, are, yeah, it's cool. Are like, there? Like you really get to hang out with your teammates and get to play ball, yeah. man. It's it's, it's yeah. kind of cool. You guys are yeah, yeah I, you guys are focused. You're you're there for a reason. It's so close to. I mean, you got you got eight games to to cut the gap, right? And try and, yeah. and try and make the playoffs. So it's I can see how you guys would be like very hyper focused. Are there things that are going on like any guys trying to facilitate conversations about BLM stuff where they're like, hey, I want to get a group group of guys together and talk about things? Oh uh, no, we do a lot of that stuff. We do a yeah. lot of Zoom calls. Um, like John Lewis who just passed away. We watched some stuff on that like yeah. watch the movies like we do a lot of stuff and everybody's using their platform to get get the message out about Brianna Taylor just just all the stuff that's happening in, in America right now so guys are really using their platforms that's why you see a lot of guys doing interviews and they keep everybody like they want the message to get out yeah, yeah. of course I, mean, I think I saw the mark I saw Marcus Smart he all his answers were justice for Bianca Taylor, and then did it with PG, uh, thirteen. And I was like, all right, let me like go and like do a little bit more because I knew about it. Like, let me do a little bit more reading about it. It's got to be one of the most absurd things in America right now, if not the most absurd thing. It's like it's yeah. so e- it's so easy. Like, and the people want it. Like, you gonna listen? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's yeah. just it just makes the most sense. But sometimes it's. But it's good that they all are all together for that and kind of have that kind of conjoined thing to kind of, you know, move it forward. And it's cool, like, a guy like Giannis, who's not even from America, but oh, kind sure. of gets his platform and gets where he's from and kind of, you know, goes, hey, listen, it's me too as well, just because I'm from another country. You see guys like that come in. I think that's really special as well. Yeah, for sure. Like, all those guys, like, they're doing a great job. Like, like they're superstars. Like, if Giannis says something, everybody's going to listen. It's like if LeBron says something, people are going to listen. And I think it's great that, like, we're in this bubble, but if guys say something, like, people are going to know. Like, like they're yeah. like they're going to start, like you said, you like, I need to research. People are going to be like, why is this guy saying, like, I love Paul George. Like, he just said this. 
they're gonna look they're gonna see what he's talking about yeah man yeah i even think like i i know a lot of it you know before you guys got there a lot of players are coming out saying like it's not just about saying it right it's about the action it's about what we do but i mean what you know josh and i had um we had NBA TV on. We were watching. We were watching. We watched the game yesterday, and we were just watching the Bucks um, play the Spurs. And it's like Black Lives Matter on the court. And I even think that that's a small reminder, but it's there. And if people are if people are going to watch the NBA, they're going to see that message. And if they don't like it, then get used to it because it's there. You know. And yeah, it's like great. I think it's just it's a great reminder. A really interesting setup that they have on the just the side of the court in general. It looks like. It looks like a good little production. I mean, like it, it feels a little bit like an arena. Is yeah, is being there? Is being there cool? Is it? Is it feel weird? Is it quiet? Um, it's actually cool. It, it's not. It's it's quiet, but it's not like they did a good job. Like yeah. like you see all the stuff around. Like they did a good job. Like last night when we were playing, it was like, like it was like a game. Like it just yeah. wasn't fans there, but it was like yeah, it was a great feeling. It was a good I, feeling. I'm waiting for the journalists to to start like getting really hyped about stuff. Like they got to bring the crowd a little bit, you know. Like we got our we got our buddy from the Washington Post, Ben Golliver, down there. He's been on the show a couple of times. Like I want him to stand up and like yell like, "Go Corey!" Like you're my guy. Like something like that. I mean, like that's he's gotta why, get like, active. That's why like I'm like always like teetering. Like could we really be like full media like that? Because if I'm down there, I'm going nuts. We're a huge fan. I'm just yeah. yeah, I'm like a dude, like I'm a fan of the game first. We lose like, credibility. <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. We used to be the guys <laughs> drunk as shit in the stands with their shirts off. <laughs> yeah, no, come on, bro. If we were in Florida while you were playing, dude, I'm like oh, yeah. I'm like tier one potentially ready to, I'm ready to jump the court as like rush the court as second possible. They didn't do that in Texas. I know SEC oh, school. Dude, no. Oh, SEC schools are crazy. We had the rowdy reptiles, and like our student section was off the chain. Like it used to be amazing. Like they were like our the way our floor was too. Like it was like like the student section was like right on the court. It yeah. Was, man, like you said, everybody was like, oh, going crazy. That's like the, that's it is. I mean, we said at the top, it's one of the most special teams ever. And what was your process in going to Florida? Because I mean, you're a Tennessee guy. Was it like were people trying to push you to the balls? Oh, of course, man. It was it was hard to leave home. Like, um, it was tough. But um, I just it was all about fit and situation for me. And when I visited Tennessee, and I I loved Buzz Peachman. He was great. He recruited me. Um, everybody was cool there. It's just they played a little too slow for my style. And then when I went to visit Florida, like Coach Donovan showed me film of Mike Miller, like the way they played, like the way they used their wings, how they ran, how they pressed. And I was like, I was just sold. I was like, man, like this is fun. This looks so fun. Like I, I have to play for this guy. And he was just a special dude. Coach Donovan was a great recruiter. But um, Coach Grant also, Coach Anthony Grant, who's a Dayton now. Dayton was really good this year. He yeah. was the one who really, he was the one who really like Coach Diamond closed the deal, but Coach Grant was the one who recruited me hard. So yeah. I think he's like so like we had a lot of like it was just special to go there. The coaching staff was great, so I couldn't wait to go to Florida. Yeah. I wanna I wanna put this out there, but I think that when you guys at the at the ceremony where you guys said you're coming back for the second championship, I think you guys kind of paved the way and you you a little bit got ripped off by LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosch, because I think I think they watched that, and then we're like, we got to put on – I mean, they had a little bit more 
pyrotechnics and maybe a little bit more money yeah. into that production. <laughs> but I mean, if you watch them side by side, they're basically ripping you guys off. Just saying, I'm throwing that out. <laughs> you watch them, they can run. Yeah, that, ex- that, exactly, that kinda, dude. That is kind of funny. Somebody else had told me that before, but I, I was like, whatever, whatever, man. Like, we were just they don't, kids. Y'all don't need the pyrotechnics. You had Joe Kim Noah, dude. He's like human pyrotechnics, in my opinion. How was the getting together with those guys? Was it who was like the first domino to fall? I don't remember. Was it Al or or Joe Kim? No, it was um to commit to yeah. Florida. Me and Torian, me and Torian were roommates at the NBA PA camp, or the point guards. So Torian, we were roommates. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yo, he kept begging me, he's like, yo, we're, I'm going to Florida. You got to come. You got to come. I'm going to Florida. And I think he ended up committing, and then I ended up committing right after him. And then it just started going from there. Then we ended up getting Al to come and Joe to come, and it's just the rest is history. <laughs> can you speak to Billy as a coach? Because you played for him on the Thunder again. Can you can you speak to him as a coach? Because we were, de- we were, you know, uh, living room debating last night because that's just what we do when we're not even on the show is just talk about basketball. And we were like, where does he fit in the coaches today? Because we threw like our top coaches. We we're talking about Spolstra, and like I, I to me, Spolstra is like top. Spolstra's good. He's freaking student of the game. Gets it. Gets how to manage guys. Gets how to bring a team. Totally gets Pat Riley's way and committed to it, which is awesome. But we're talking in general, just about how the NBA has so many good coaches. Numerous, numerous great head coaches right now. Yeah, that wasn't always the case in the early 2000s. I mean certainly we're getting criticized a lot more than the NBA coaches are getting today. And I think for good reason, like there's a lot of great coaches in the NBA, in the NBA right now. Yeah. But yeah it's, just... some, it's some really good coaches. Um, coach Dom is great, man. Like people didn't realize how good a coach he was until this year though, because um, he was dealing with a lot, you know, he had Russ and KD, KD leaves. So it's like, like after one year, he really didn't have a chance there. Then, then he has PG come, he's coaching that team and PG leaves. So it's like, like he's never had like, like just his team he could coach. And this year it was like, everybody was like, "Thunder's not gonna be that good." And it kind of shows like, he is a really good coach. Yeah. So, and yeah. they're like, they're really good. And yeah. Like, yeah. Like a guy like Chris Paul really helps coach too. Like he loves point guards who are able to like be the like the floor leader out there. Like Torian Green was great for us. So like, and and I think like a lot of times. You know, people be like, oh, Billy Donovan's not that great of a coach because he has Russ and he has KD. So he's got these great superstars and they make him look good. And then it's like, okay, we'll take those away. Now it's like, it's a system, right? And he's playing two PGs with Shea and and Chris Paul and they're they're working guys with like, quote unquote, better teams than them. So that's a good coach right there. I mean, I think that's that's like the proof's in the pudding. Yeah, like a good coach is like when you don't have superstars, like can you still be productive and effective and can you still win that's like the thing with sports is great like he's great he had he had the superstars and then he didn't have the superstars and they're still really good like the heater really good like his system's great like they're a scary team in the east like they're really good yeah when you see it when like when everyone in the media is like ready to write off a chris paul and b write off the thunder as a player who's played with against and been in the league with chris paul for a number of years now are you sitting? Are you guys sitting there like, what the hell are they talking about? Or are you? Oh, sure. Were you surprised by? Or were you, were you surprised by the Thunder as well? I went, I wasn't really surprised because I know how good Chris Paul is, but I also know how good Danilo Gallinari is. Yeah, like, that's my guy. Uh, I played with him in Denver. He's so freaking good. 
he's just underrated. So yeah. when I looked at the makeup of their team, I'm like, they're not they're they're good. Like they got Shay, Chris Paul, two really good guys with the ball. You have a guy like Gallo and Steven Adams is really yep. good. I love I love the bench too. Love yeah. playing with him. And Schroeder's like basically six men of the year this year. Yeah, like he, him or, yeah, him finally, or Lou, him yeah. or Lou Will. It's like For him, sure. Lou Will. Him, Lou Will, and my main man, Montrez Harrell. I hope Montrez, Montrez is my guy. I'm a Clippers I want, fan, so. I want, I want Trez to win. Yeah. Uh, he's really, really one of my guys. Well, he, I had him when he that, that Nuggets team you were on, though, is like, it's another example of what we're talking about. It was just like a lot of very, very competent basketball players. Like, you guys didn't necessarily, like, you look at their roster, and I guess, like, Iggy was y'all's quote-unquote best player, right? Like yeah, we're, we're the third seed in the West, and that was – that was tough. Yeah, you guys had a fantastic year, and it's like, was that with George? Was that with Carl? George Carl? Yeah, it's that's crazy how that ended because um George ends up being coach of the year. We're the third seed. We lose one game at home that year. We're like forty and forty-one and one or something at home. Like, and then Masai Ujiri, who ends up going to Toronto, which is a great move for him, but he was the GM of the year. And then yeah. that summer, like George gets fired, and Masai ends up leaving and it's like they just break the team up because Iggy right. goes to Golden State on like the team that like you look back at it and like you guys like crushed it you, you crushed yeah, it yeah like, like if we Ty could, Lawson was, was Ty Lawson was nice that year man he was so good that year so good I wish we could have one more year with that team I really like that was one of my favorite teams to play with I wish like if they would have kept that team together for one more year i think we could have been really good i remember that i mean like that's like a that's like i guess the only and now that's like changing a little bit i think in the nba and i just feel like everybody in the nba is what have you done for me lately you know they're ready to like hang up hang like you got you're out you're done you're in you're out like so quick to maneuver and it's like hey look at a guy like lou will who was good then became great or kyle lowry who was good but then became great like CJ McCollum yeah. is not good his first two years, and now he's no, now he's like an all star really? potential. Yeah, do you find like it's frustrating that like is that a frustrating aspect of like it's too like what have you done for me lately or it's too quick to the trigger? Oh, for sure. Like it's it's tough, especially for players. If you think about it, Lou Will, really like he goes to Houston and people were like, oh wow, like Lou Will, whatever Lou Will's he he must be he's not that good anymore. Gets traded, goes into a great situation, and now everybody's like, Lou Will is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. It's just, it takes like, it's, it's just situations. I and mean, I tell everybody, yeah. like, being in the right situation, it wasn't that Lou Will was, was bad in Houston. It was just, it wasn't a good situation for him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that it, Clippers organization loves him. Those fans go crazy for Lou Will. Yeah. Great situation for Lou Will. Lou Will, like, they built their their whole second unit around him. You have yep. you have him and Montrez Harold. Two dudes who really score the basketball, and you put a bunch of really good defenders around them, and their second unit is really good. Mm-hmm. He's like, and I'm gonna ask you this too, because it's for me, like, it's such a different game. And we brought up Buddy before, and we got to see Buddy play live. So to me, Buddy is one of the best players I've ever seen play play live because I actually got to watch him physically being there and just completely light up our team, just like chaotically, just like everywhere on the floor he was dynamite from. We went to we all three went to a Clippers Celtics game where Jason Tatum hit that 
crazy, you know, that uh, step back on Paul George for the three to tie the game. Um, but Lou Will was playing, and he was I, I was floored. Like, I always thought he was good. Like, you know, I, I mean, you, you can see the accolades, you see the stats, you watch them on TV. But it's just such a different game watching it live. Who was, like, the most floored you were to see live? Like, when you even in the NBA or college, even you as a player, you know, you're, you belong there. You're an NBA guy. But you're like, whoa, that guy is just next level and, like, so much better than you thought. So much better than I thought. Like seeing them live, like change your opinion of them. I'm gonna say KD. Like, you know, I seen we can't. We were the same draft, so it was like okay. I seen him at Texas. You watch him on TV, and then like we get to the league. It's like this dude is amazing. Like he's really a seven foot guard with handles, can shoot it. Like, and it's effortless. It's easy. He makes the game look so easy. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, KD was. I was like, all right, man, this dude is the real deal. Did you? You didn't play him in college at all, did you? No, nah, we didn't play him. We'd have kicked y'all's butt. We'd have kicked Texas butt. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, <laughs> y'all we, didn't, we didn't play. He was putting up crazy numbers, though. I used to like you watch. Like, he like 35, like crazy numbers. Yeah. Well, thank you. Though, thank you for including us in there with y'all. I'm just glad to be a part of the squad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice to hear that the I'm players saying, are like, yeah, I'm, I'm in it, dude. <laughs> I always say us and them. Yeah, I I always say us and them. Uh, That draft is really interesting, though, because we and you bring up the the whole bust situation and it's how rough it is to call a player a bust. And but people will regard Greg Oden as the biggest bust of all time. And it's very and it's it's harsh because it's just injuries and that a guy can't help that. You know what I'm saying? Like what's he supposed to do? Like it's his body. Like he can't like predict it. You know? What was it? What was he like though as a player? I mean, you guys that that must have been a tough championship game. Oh man, Greg Oden was—he was unbelievable. Like, he had like he could score. He, he so athletic, intimidating. Like he was a monster. Like and he was only nineteen. Like he was only a freshman in college. Like everybody thought he was gonna be special. That's not—that's not a bust. The man got hurt. Like he can't yeah. do nothing about his knees going. Like injuries. Like you can't call somebody a bust when they get hurt. Like because he didn't plan on getting his knee. It ain't, it ain't like he just wasn't good enough to play like his knees really really messed up like it wasn't like oh I'm, he's out there just he's not playing well his numbers are and he's healthy yeah so yeah and, and call, he breaks, he breaks his hand he breaks his right hand he's shooting free throws lefty like it's no big deal like if you were watching him you had never seen him play you'd have been like oh that guy's left-handed he's left-handed yeah, he was still like, getting 20 some le- with one hand yeah it's crazy <laughs> how was it like for and, they had, and they had mike conley too yeah, who I good. saw, who I saw a video of him. So many people are like, "Oh, because of the some of the injuries he sustained over his career, like, oh, he's slowing down. Like, he had a he had an off he had an off year numbers wise. But like, yeah. I watched I watched a video of him handle the rock, and I'm like, oh my god, his handles are so tight. What he can do with the ball is crazy. Uh, Mike's gonna Mike's gonna be good, man. He's 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 gonna get better. Like he was hurt beginning of the year. I feel like people are like, ah, oh, he's not. He lost it. And it's a different system. The guy was in Memphis his whole career. Yeah. And, like, he goes to another system. Like, give the man a chance to adjust. Dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, let the let the people breathe for a hot second. Let them get used to Utah, man. Utah is a totally different state than than, yeah. than, it's, than Tennessee, dude. <laughs> Way totally different. It's, it's totally different, man. I was I, – I actually visited – got to – I visited Memphis um, – there's a, an excellent barbecue place, probably the best barbecue I've ever had, and that's coming from being in Texas. 
was in Memphis. And then I also visited Utah. And for me, it was like an adjustment. And I'm just on vacation. I'm like, damn, these places are so different. And then so you got to give a guy a shot. Was that Ohio State team, though? Was that the best team y'all played in college? Yeah, they were really good, man. But uh, the team that gave us the most trouble was the Georgetown team with Roy Hibbert and Jeff Green. Those those dudes, man, they were good. Like, Jeff Green, is he's so good, man. Like, he's underrated, too. Like, yeah. he had the heart if he, he had the heart problem, and I'm so happy that he was able to come back from it. But Jeff Green still, he's really Uncle good. Jeff. Uncle Jeff. For yeah. sure. Which is a great I nickname. I feel like you guys have a, have a pretty uh, pretty similar, like, I mean, you, you like size and like kind of, kind of like skill set. I feel like you're like the defensive version. He's the offensive version. Yeah, something that, like that. Something Jeff, like that. Yeah, just good, man. Really good. But good. But is that who you matched up on when you guys would play? Yeah, I matched up on Jeff. Yeah, yeah. but I had in college. It didn't matter who I matched up on. Like I was gonna hound them and just send them to my bigs. Like yeah. I got, I had Joe Kim, Noah, Al Horford, man. Like <laughs> I guard anybody. Nobody. I could stop yeah. anybody. You're like, you can mind. go, you're like, you can go baseline because you're going to get swatted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that dog in mentality. Mind, in my mind, I can stop anybody. I was picking up whoever, like, I had no fear. <laughs> give me, M- give me MJ right now. I got these two guys behind me. Yeah, for sure. And they talk so well. I tell everybody, like, a big that talks makes your job so easier if you're, like, on the ball. Like, because I knew when a screen was coming because Al and Joaquin were so loud, like, I just knew they was coming. They were going to be up on the screen, and no guy was just going to go right in. Like it yeah. was, it was great. Yeah, I mean, y'all were so com- y'all were so competitive, and you went it, you ran it back. Like, y'all could have been first round picks, and you ran it back. Like, what was that decision process like? Were you was it like whose idea was it? Were you all down for it, or or did it have to like really take some serious thinking, or was it kind of like an immediate like screw it, we're running it back and winning what I think I is the hardest championship to win in sports. Yeah, it was tough to run it back because um, we got everybody's best shot. Um, our thing was we all went home and, like, talked to our parents and stuff. And But when we came back, it was ultimately, man, like, we were really best friends. Like, we're still, to this day, like, I like we're really close. Like, I'm actually – Joakim just called me before I called you guys. He's like, I want to come over. Let's, let's, let's eat dinner. Like, we're really close. And we were really – like, we were roommates all three years. Like we're all like best friends, and it was like yeah. we we can go to the league. Like, don't get me wrong, the NBA, it's amazing, but you only can go to college one time. Like, we we're only gonna be able to do this one time, guys. Like, damn, you can't go Love back to college. That. You can't go back to college, bro. Like, you can't go back to college. No, you're you're preaching to the choir, dude. I literally finished school in my yeah. first two years and just did ridiculous classes. I took I was taking swimming my last two years. That yeah, was, and, my, and then so, I'm like, and I went to go sign up for golf. And my dad was like, "Dude, come on! Like, you can't do that. That's too. That's too. <laughs> that's too and then, far." And then you three, I mean, you said you guys are best friends, but also like the University of Florida is such a great place to be and go to college. You know, what? It was amazing, and like <laughs> they didn't call it Title Town for no reason. Like everybody was winning, man. Everybody. That was the that was the most ridiculous thing ever. That was after, dude. Well, Y'all you hang out with Tebow. Yeah, we had Tebow was there. Um, Tebow, they wanted. Tebow and Chris Lee, they won the championship. We, we're the only school to ever win in basketball and football the same year. So we Against the same schools. Like, yeah, same school. Like, you got <laughs> Tebow, Percy Harvin. You've seen that uh, You've seen that, that stat where it said that everyone was on the same campus at the same time. It was like Ryan Lochte, Tebow, uh, Percy Harvin, you guys. Like, 
Yeah, Matt Lo- Porter, the baseball unfortunately, player. Unfortunately, Aaron Hernandez too. But like, oh, all yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> Before, all that, but we're, yeah. Gonna, we're gonna stay out. Of we're gonna stay out. Skip that on the post show. Um, and Dan- was Dan Bilzerian there? Oh yeah, was he? Who? Dan Bilzerian. I think he was. He was there. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. What was that? What was I gonna say, Toss? I thought you were gonna ask him. I think I cut you off, but you were gonna ask him about. So you go to like you go to basketballreference.com to where you can find oh, everyone's yeah. stats, right? And it also has the nicknames for every player. But it's like it's like every nickname that's ever been ever been given to a player. And for you, we've got two. There's the drunken dribbler, which I read about Billy Donovan gave you that nickname. That's mean. That's true. Hey man. <laughs> that's look, I've seen you handle it. That's just disrespectful. Like <laughs> It's not really disrespectful because you just, hey, the way I play, man, it's so chaotic. You think I'm drunk, and then all of a sudden I'm shooting a layup. Yeah. <laughs> it works for me. Hey, you can call me drunk. The drunk and dribblers, too. Why not? You like it? My, my name is Brewer, so, hey, I had the Brew Crew. They that's all had the beer, the beer hats. Hey. That's a good oh, one. that's true, too. That, yeah. Works with the last name, man. That's too bad you missed, like, the, was, uh, the Greyhound. Was Greyhound. Why, why the Greyhound? Was, yeah. Where'd that come from? That was um when I was in Houston. Um, I think his name is Bill Wild. Whoa, um, their um guy, TV guy, started calling me the Greyhound just because, I guess, I, the way I ran the floor. Just because he wanted <laughs> like to give Greyhound. out a nickname. That was that's a good. That's a straight. I I would have gone like something like Cold Brew. You know, that would have been like kind of swag. Oh, I like Cold Brew. Right, listen, I don't know. That I'm spike, like a, that that spike of energy. I'm yeah. like yeah, exactly. I, I think on. in Denver they used to always be like ice. That's an ice cold brew. Like when I'm making <laughs> shot or something. Like yeah, like, yeah. It's all, it's all. You can do a lot of stuff with, with brewers. Like it's, it's a funny last name, I guess. When you, if you want to make stuff. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, listen, I like I don't I can't speak for us as like media. You know, but I can speak for us as nickname givers, and that if I'm one, if I'm we're good at one thing in life, it's doling out nicknames. That is for sure, dude. So I'm I'm in on Cold Brew. I'm ditching Greyhound. I'm gonna figure out a way to get on Basketball <laughs> Reference and change that. I, I'm doing it. I'll, if if I could change things on Wikipedia, I could do it on Basketball Reference. But I was also gonna ask you. There's a lot of guy. I mean, you speak to like how much you know fun and beneficial almost being in college is because you kind of get a lot out of your system before you have to go be an adult at age 20, which is tough. And yeah. what do you think of these guys going right to the G League? Is that like, are you like, whoa, like that's like slow it down, go go take a year in school and kind of dominate there, or are you like, go get yours? I guess it depends what situation people are coming from, to be honest. For me, like, I just love college so much. I would always say go to college because my experience. But, you know, some guys have a bad experience, so it's going to be, it depends who you talk to. And some of these kids, like, they really need it financially, so the G League's giving them about to give them a million dollars, half a million dollars. Why not? But, yeah, and they and they can go develop with NBA coaches for a year. Yeah, but then on the other hand, on the other hand, man, you're a kid, go to college, like yeah. So it, like yeah. I look at it I both would. ways. That's a tough decision. It would be a tough decision. Like, I got I gotta feel like like if there's a guy who's been in in the G League for like three years, right? There's like a G League vet who's like, I'm doing whatever I can to get to the league and they see a kid who went straight from high school, like they're going to be gunning for that. I mean, hopefully they're putting him under his wings a little bit and there's some mentors there, but you guys are competing for jobs in the NBA. There's only so many spots. Like I feel yeah. like I think they're going to do it. Like when they put the young guys on the team and they have to bring some veteran guys in. like they have to bring veteran guys. They can't like, 
have like G League guys who are trying to make the league too. Like that'd be kind of messed up. Like, hello, I'm trying to make the league. You're trying to make the league. And you're just a high school kid. And of course, yeah. like now they love the young kids. They're going to give the young kid a chance before this guy that's been in the G League for two, three years. So I can see that they, they, I think they're going to do it where the young kids are on the team and they bring some veteran guys with them. Mix it in. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. have to mix it in with like some veteran guys who understand like your role is to help these guys to get better. Right. right. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish more guys in college would do what you guys did and stay one more year just to kind of fun. like it looks soak so up the experiences, get a, get one more year under your belt, like mature. I mean, like everyone, everyone who's, I mean, we can only speak for men's experiences, but like growing up, like you learn so much from like 20 to 21, like those are pivotal years and just yeah, for sure. in your growth and stuff. So I feel like, I don't know, everyone, there's so much going on about like a guy going in who's 19, like the value that he supposedly has over a guy who's 21 or 22. But then it's like, you talk, you brought up Dayton and it's like, look at Obi Toppin. Like that guy's not a freshman. He's, he's played multiple years and he might even come back for one more, like, He's going to be a super impactful player, like in the NBA, because oh, sure. he stayed. A guy like Malcolm Brogdon, who's like, he yeah, Steph Curry, like, Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. I like I like how like a lot of teams like younger guys because it's like a it's a hit or miss, man. When you get a young guy, because but when you get an older guy, you know what you get. Yeah, that's why I like, like that's why Brogdon's so good. You know what Brogdon, he's right. really good at what he does. Or like a guy a guy you guys played against last night, like Jay Crowder. Like, oh, yeah, Jay's great. Yeah. yeah. So Jay's many former maps have been referenced on the show. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> it's a dream come true for you. The, <laughs> the, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it is so, I mean, Fred, Fred Van Leet, you know, guys like that. It's like, I, I just went and dream on. It's like, hey, listen, you're good in college for a reason. You know, it, it's not an yeah. easy, yeah, there's a difference, you know, to dominate, but like to be that good in college. It should translate somewhat to the league, you know. Oh, sure. You should. If you're really good in college, you're gonna be pretty good in the NBA. You're gonna have a chance to have a good career. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, Corey. We ask all our guests the same question. Everyone gets it. All right. Your favorite sports memory? It could be from playing, watching anything, high school, NBA, college, wherever. Your personal favorite sports memory you've ever been a part of or witnessed. Man, whoo! I got a lot of a lot of great memories, man. Yeah. This, this is a tough one. That great career for sure. Um, but for sure, I just just cause like I feel like after after it happened, it like paved the way for me to make it to the NBA and and to have a long career. And it had to be winning the first national championship. Like it's like like we we're 75th ranked beginning of the year. Nobody gave us a chance. And me and my three roommates and my homeboy Lee Humphrey, who's from Tennessee, also. And everybody needs that white we, guy we that's sick in college. We go win the <laughs> national championship, man. But nobody expects it. But we literally, like, it was our team, like, and we won. Like, we came in together and we win it. And I think that's my favorite moment, is, like, winning that first one, man. Yeah. But they're all great. Like, winning the second was amazing. Even when I was in Dallas, that was. That's that's up there too, man. Like I never thought I'd win a world championship. When I'm a little kid, I'm watching like MJ win all these championships. Like, you know, that's your dream come true. Like, I hope, I hope one day I can I can get a ring like that. I can win a championship. It happened. So 
like for me, it's like when you win, man. Like some guys probably like, oh, when I scored thirty here, when I scored. Nothing like winning, man. Yeah, we get a lot of winnings. We also get a lot of, um, you know, random ones that we thought we'd know. Like, you don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? A guy's like, you, you, we, we could try to guess it because we, I, we used to try to guess it. Be like when we first started do, asking people that question. But they were coming out like random things. And like, I was like, all right, I'm not even going to try to like pinpoint this one. But Lee Humphrey, we were watching some stuff back night last night, like, watching some stuff back last night. And he was so, like, he wasn't like athletic, but he was just like so, like, Corver, like, you know, like Luke Hancock, honestly, like just so it's wet from downtown. Dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He can shoot that. He can shoot it. Hey, Lee has some balance too. He dunk it. Yeah. <laughs> He yeah. catches a pass going baseline. Like, he's putting it in. Yeah, yeah. he's going oh, yeah. to jam it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. So, and then we'll do, cool. like, a, we have one more thing, too. It's a tradition, and it's called the two-minute drill. So, basically, that's just asking you rapid-fire questions. Yes or no, you can elaborate. Then that's super easy. First right, question we always ask everybody, MJ or LeBron? <laughs> uh, I I gotta go MJ because I grew up with MJ and I'm playing against LeBron now. Yeah, so LeBron's like, a competition. Yeah, like, but like maybe once once I'm done playing or like in ten years I might think differently. But just growing up watching MJ, I gotta say MJ. Most What's un- the, go ahead. most underrated what? player in basketball right now. Right now, oh, most underrated. Whew. Man, that's a lot of a lot of good players, but, but underrated. You can say a couple if if, if it's not yeah, just like one guy. Uh, let's just say um, I like Zach Levine. I think he's really he's gonna be really special. Like he's he's Talk really good. Talents. Yeah, I like I say Zach because like he's underrated just because people don't really give him that much love because he's in Chicago, I guess, and they're not winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nicky wanted to throw one your toughest in your toughest cover. Ever. My toughest cover ever. Yeah. yeah. Man. I mean, you covered Co- Co- you Kobe, right? I mean, it's yeah. he's got to be in there, right? Yeah, for sure. It's it's Kobe, but um, Melo used to be a tough guard for me, man, because he was so strong. And, and yeah. when I first came, when the league, when I came in, was that logo ISO, and Melo was just like so much strong, man, so strong, <laughs> much stronger than me. He just throw it off the backboard and go get it back. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, come on, man. <laughs> He so was like Kobe and He's a beast, dude. Yeah. People forget what an offensive powerhouse he was. Like literally had every oh, actually, Let me tell you before Manu Ginobili <laughs> also. <laughs> he used to give me problems. <laughs> he's he's so quick and crafty and just so fluid, dude. So it, what was it? Was it cuz you like you wouldn't know what he was going to do? He was so unexpected as a player. Yeah. Or... So, so you don't know what you're gonna get from Manu. Yeah. He may be going, he'll be going left, and all of a sudden he landed the other way. You're like, how did he even get back over here? Like, Manu was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick, you wanted to throw one, one in the there. Best, one of the best spin spin moves, I think, about, of all time, probably. Oh yeah. In my yeah. mind. Yeah. 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 Nick? What? You wanted to throw one in there? Oh yeah, I was just, I, mean, I was just gonna go into the two minute drill. Uh, What's the best meal you've had so far inside the bubble? Because I know that they've been knocking the food situation down there. Oh, I ordered Del Frisco the other day. It was really good. <laughs> 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 I got me a steak, man. I, I just got to make sure you guys are getting fed well, you know? Oh, yeah. I ate Del Frisco the other day. It was really good. <laughs> the Joel Embiid one where he posted, like, how he's going to lose weight, and then a photo of him when he was, like, 16 was hilarious. He was so skinny. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get back down to this size. I love that one. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other ones, guys? We yeah, good? Yeah, you had more, Nick? No, I thought you were. Oh, cool! I, 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 I I'll about. pass the ball around. Uh, you watch Harry Potter? I've seen them. Yeah. Okay, what sorting house would you be in? Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, or Ravenclaw? Uh, probably Gryffindor. Come on, man. I'll take it. Good for you, yeah, man. Huh? It's the people, the people that say Slytherin, it's always real sad when they just whip, whip that one out. Uh, <laughs> can't go with Slytherin. I ain't really like what's his name, Dr- Draco, Dark, or whatever. Yeah, name. there you go, man. Yeah. There you got yeah, it. I wasn't, really, I wasn't, I wasn't his fan. Good, good, good for you, man, for watching. Also, like they always Gryffindor always like wins, right? So like if you've won a yeah. championship, you gotta be Gryffindor. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Of course. Yeah, man. Uh, favorite movie? Your favorite movie? You're to watch. You can watch it on repeat. Life. Life. Eddie Murphy and Martin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, guilty pleasure. Everybody. Guilty pleasure TV show. One that like you wouldn't probably say on air that you watch, but like you watch it all the time. Oh, man, my wife, she had me watching all these 90 Day Fiancés, man. <laughs> and you're into like, it. Started, and you're, like, secretly into get, it. I started getting into it. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm like, what's going to happen next? Like, like <laughs> is, is he going to be able to come over here? Like, <laughs> is he going to be able to get to America? Is he going to get a yeah. green card? Like, <laughs> I, no, I, I watched that show with my girlfriend. I got into it, too. I'm like, yeah, what is, my, like, like, yeah, my wife, like, like, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. My wife's like, just watch you and me. So I'm like. It just became one of the things like she always yeah. watching with it. I'm like, okay. Then it's like now Sunday like, Sunday night. You're in front of the TV like 15 minutes early. Like, when's it on? When's it on? <laughs> it's like get in their living room. We got to watch this thing. I'm so curious, yeah. dude. You've like made you've made the popcorn. She's like cooking dinner. It's like we don't have time for that. I've already ordered food. It's it's we're we're, we're eating on the we're eating on the table tonight. Uh, sure. If you had a beer pong partner, Joe Kim Noah or Al Horford? Oh uh, man, me and Al used to be partners, so we we were, we weren't losing. You, you you yeah. Would I? What do like? What do people think when they step up to a beer pong table against you guys? Like I couldn't imagine. Like when I beat Gilbert, I beat Gilbert Arenas on the street in cornhole, and I that is my biggest athletic achievement. Not even close. Like it's not even close. <laughs> nah, it used to be fun. Like cause I, first of all, Al's arms like crazy long, so I felt like we were cheating. <laughs> like, yeah, just like dropping it in. Yeah. <laughs> I played beer pong in college with Miles Turner, and we ran the table all night. He oh, ran, he sure. ran the table, and you just chilled, dude. That <laughs> he ran the table, and you just hung out with Miles Turner. That's 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 hilarious. Um, all right, last one. Doesn't have to be the best players, but guys you would want to play with. Your dream starting five. You you could be the two or the three. You get to pick your favorite. But who else is on your starting five that you're running with? Everyone's you could be problem. the four too if you want. You could be the four obviously. too, man. You can play yeah, big. We yeah, don't yeah. care. Like ever or just the guys all time, yeah. ever all time all all time oh man Jeez, that's tough man you gotta go MJ for sure I'm saying MJ Magic me and Larry Bird and it's a center let's go with Shaq. Nice. Yeah. Real, cool. Love it. Realistic. Sorry, Al Horford and Joe Kim Noah. Not, ma- not making the cut on this one. <laughs> Talk about the great play. Yeah. That's awesome. Corey, thank you so much for joining us, brother. We had a great time talking to you. And go go it. kick some ass on that court, man. Go Kings. For sure, hey, man. Hey, Appreciate court, it. Thank court, you. Where, oh, where can, can we, find where can they find you? Oh, the Corey Brewer on Twitter. It's at the Corey Brewer. 
Nice, man. And and on the gram? Same thing, um, right? Not on the gram. Nah. Not on the gram. <laughs> Just Twitter, baby. Love it. Yeah. Too old, man. I got kids, man. I'll be, try, try, be trying to do all this stuff, social media stuff, but I feel like I'm old now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you look you look young, man. We'll 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 help you out there. And the kids will get old enough eventually that they'll build it out for you too, man. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Corey. Right, Good luck, man. Everything we promised and more. Uh so open. So into I I I, I enjoyed how fluid and in, into it he was about talking with the guys on his team currently. Yeah. Like unabashedly. Like not like and you shouldn't be. You should be cool. He was cool talking basketball with us. Yeah, you know, when he I really, the, really that just cool. comes with being in the league. I assume being around so long, playing with so many guys, comfortable, comfortable yeah, comfortable speaking, comfortable talking about the league, talking about you know what guys are coming up, what kind of talent he's seen from his varied playing days for it, for yeah. a lot of different teams. I mean, yeah. he's seen he's played in the same locker room with a lot of different NBA players. Yeah, and and even the rosters that he stayed on for for multiple years, they were changing year in year out. Um, it was really cool to talk to him about about that Nuggets team um, that, that performed really really well under George Carl and when they didn't have really a a, a guy who oh, was yeah, the we, guy. We did right? get into that. That, yeah. that was cool. And it was um, cool to hear. His, I mean, like you never for like a team like that you wouldn't. I mean, you would. That team would just have gone by in our history of basketball and would have been one of those teams that would be like, oh yeah, remember those Nuggets team? And like, yeah, who was on that team? Cool. We go to basketball reference. Oh, why did they not run it back? Mm, who knows? We right, like on. this this Thunder team right now. In five years, are are people gonna be talking about them? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? It depends how good Shea is in the sense that, like, hey, is this the year that he came out? It depends what they do in the offseason, realistically. Because if they do, okay, do we not trade Chris Paul? Keep him. Yeah. Could we convince him to a stay and b refute a deal? Because I'm curious to see what deals they get. Could right. We get. Could we bring back Gallinari? He's got one more year on his contract. So is someone who's a. a true true contender going to be willing to pay that hefty sum for Chris Paul for one year is it worth on a trade is it worth the the, the bucks trying to upgrade for that one year for Chris Paul over Bledsoe is it an upgrade even in their with their offense I'm going to I'm going to be honest and we were talking about what what I think the Celtics chances are part of that reason why I'm more skeptical than I was I've been a a big I I've really jumped on the Tatum bandwagon yeah. you know that um I love watching him play. If Kemba's healthy, that yeah. that's a huge game changer. I think that Chris Middleton, who has already won uh, most improved player before mm-hmm. in his NBA career, once again has improved so much this year. I mean, in the limited amount of basketball I've been able to watch with these scrimmages back, the guy can get his own shot and create his own shot like I haven't seen him able to do before. I meant to ask Corey, and that's like the one thing, like now like though we're recording the intro and the outro a couple days later, and I think we could, at this point we could openly and candidly speak about how we felt about the interview. And obviously I thought the show with Corey went great, but I think that the one, I, going into it, I wanted to ask him about Middleton. His, I just didn't know, you know, you, you know, there was no point in time where I felt like I, I could be like, hey, what do you think of Chris Middleton? And it probably escaped my mind halfway through the show. Yeah. But I was curious what he thought about him. I think Middleton's great. I mean, obviously Middleton's a clear number two. If that's what you're getting at, because I interrupted you. I think, um, yeah, I, I would be, I, I think a lot of guys that have really been watching NBA basketball recently would be hard pressed not to put Chris Middleton in a top, as a top 25 player right now. Bleach Report put him at number 10. But that's really high. That's generous. 
That's really high. But I think um, it's a it's a total difference when you're lining up against the Bucks and you can put a wall in front of Giannis. But if Chris Middleton can break down whoever you're putting in front of him and get a bucket, that's scary. That's yeah, scary. That is scary. But I, I, you can't put. If he's not to really, me, it's not worth moving a bunch of pieces because they've got Bledsoe, who I think fits really well for them, and then they also have Divincenzo, who would probably have to be I'm moved in that. He's good. He'd probably have to be moved in that deal to get Chris Paul, I think, because what, what, you have to be bringing in young pieces to the Thunder, hundred percent, to pair with 100%. Shea, and not he's even, it's not even bringing Bledsoe, it's bringing in Divincenzo, right? And he's their he's their like youngest, most valuable asset, and yeah. it, they would hate to give him up. And how many future picks can you get? You you, you really can't compile that many because you don't have enough roster roster space, right? Um, and with the the Stepien rule too, is that's that's a tough thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, the speaking of you know, but adding more flair to a potential team, which mm. they may not do. Uh, something we love to do nowadays is add more flair to our food. Yeah, and we do that with my personal favorite brand, Opa Foods. Opa Foods, yes. Opa seasonings. Opa seasonings, which you can check yeah. out at opafoods.com. Um, Josh. Yeah. Has now figured out that the online website is opafoods.com. I was going to blow it again. <laughs> You're going to blow it. But um, you can get your Opa seasonings at opafoods.com. Use our promo code, the charity stripe, to get 10% off your yeah. purchase. And uh, a, a portion of that, um, that purchase will go to. Uh, um, the hungry. Feeding yeah. the hungry. Feeding the hungry. That the hungry. I remember. I remember that they feed the hungry. Hashtag because hashtag everybody needs yeah everybody needs I remember that and I also remember that it's meat and fish no no no, chicken and fish chicken and seafood chicken and seafood meat meat vegetable and salad and salad I wish honestly I not sure what the protocols are looking like to um you know send something to our friend Corey but I would like to send him some opa foods. Some opa seasonings, because um, I think you would really enjoy it. But I think right now they're, you know, none of them are cooking anything, so maybe it'd be tough to get that into the kitchen. But if I, you want to get it for your own personal kitchen, go to, yeah, go to opafoods.com. Promo code the charity, charity stripe. Yeah, and but I think soon we'll get to a point where we could potentially send shirts are coming out soon, soon, probably in a month. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I I was thinking that we're going to be creating shirts, and you know, it's not just going to be three shirts, and then we're done making making merch we're gonna we have a lot of different ideas a lot of fun ideas um for cool t-shirts cool hats stuff like that but i was thinking and i'm just gonna propose this on the air that we have a shirt where it's kind of like like the toil and trouble from Macbeth, like the three witches kind yeah. of thing but it's you me and nick and we're all dumping opus opa seasonings <laughs> into, into a cauldron <laughs> that's great that's yeah really i just great. i just came up with that by the way that's awesome <laughs> you didn't. I, you weren't. You weren't entirely sure where I was no, going with that. that, one. that, that I was. That was a Bill Walton assassinated <laughs> moment. <laughs> Dude, I don't. I don't. I don't know why I thought of the Macbeth witches. Good for you for knowing for that. I don't. I was. I'm impressed. Good for you. Yeah, d- double, double toil and trouble, or something like that, right? Fire, burn, and cauldron bubble. Yeah, yeah, man. That's it, man. All right, enough Shakespeare. Uh, hope you guys enjoy the interview. Go to OpenFoods.com. Get their seasoning. It's great. Corey Brewer is the man. Uh, Hopefully he does a, has a career in broadcast because I thought he was good enough to do that. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. So it's great on the mic. We'd love to see him go at that. And thanks for it. So cool that he did it in his bed. Um, maybe we'll do a show from our bed in honor of him one day. Yeah. If you're um, not rooting for the for the Mavs or the Celtics, root for the Kings. Yeah. Not the Clippers.
Not the Clippers. <laughs> and to the fans out there, drag both feet and bounce. Swing on a full count. Rip that puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they're free. Throw that right hook because the UFC is on fire. And hit your free throws. Why toss? Because they are free. NBA's back, baby. We out you. We love you. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube